welcome back to the show or if it's your first time listening welcome to the show uh greetings i need to think of a i need to think of a name for the audience you know people who have shows name their audiences because it's uh that's just the done thing you know like the the obvious choice would be creative marketeers but because that's the most obvious choice it's also the worst possible choice because why be fucking obvious that is boring as shit so it could be you know the creative market <laughs> just stop <at> that <laughs> yeah, that's one <laughs> that's one option uh it could also be the creative market tom no it could also be the creative market hearing no it could also be the cre- oh it could also be the creative market tits oh <laughs> Probably not that one. Could be the creative market fan base. Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this naming an audience spiel. Um, let me try one more. The creative market turf sods. <laughs> that could be one. The creative market tadpoles. Oh, that could be a winner. Welcome back to the show, Creative Marketing Tadpoles. Uh, today, I'm joined by a man. I'm going to get into the real intro now. Today, I am joined on the show by a man named... Well, I won't say his name. I'll tell you his resume first. That's what I've heard somewhere is the best way to do an intro is to talk about the person first and then say their name because people stop paying attention after you said the name if you're telling them about the cool shit. So listen to the cool shit about this guy before I tell you his name. Well, you've probably already read it on the fucking episode title, but whatever. Well, pretend you haven't, <laughs> and I'll begin my introduction once more for the last time, because I'm going to nail it this time. Today, I am joined on the show by a man who has done a bunch of cool shit in his life. He's travelled most of the world. He has he has built a, built a YouTube channel where he built like a thousand subscribers, which it doesn't sound a lot maybe in the world of millions of subscribers and shit, but that's still a serious achievement, and I guarantee it would take you quite some time to go out and do that. And if you look at the content he created, he created some sick content on there as well. Really cool stuff. And then he went on and he founded an email marketing agency called Hustler Marketing, which is now well doing seven figures as far as I'm aware. You know, it's a really big business and uh, has a, a lot of employees and yeah just fucking sick and he's a cool dude and as you'll hear in the intro we banter about it (laughs) he's ginger so that means he's got some points on my team Uh, that didn't even make sense but yeah you get what i'm saying he's a fucking legend and he's great at business and great at marketing so if you do or do not currently leverage email marketing uh you'll definitely get some tips on how to make the most of it. He also self-published a book, uh, which he sold on Amazon and made a bunch of money off. So also that's fucking cool. Uh, and also that holds within it some creative marketing lessons that he will share with us. Oh, now it's probably about time I tell you his name. Oh, see, it worked. You paid attention. And, and this this man's name is Bastian Bellinger. And Bastian Bellinger, oh, I'm fucking... I, I attempted to pronounce it on the show. I'm attempting to pronounce it here. It's as best it's as best as I can do. It's pretty good, and he's pretty fucking great. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Now I'm just gonna grab my guitar and play the intro. Yeah, I play the guitar intro myself and sing it every week. No, I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> Welcome to the creative. That was out of tune. <laughs> I'm leaving this in because that's just a real insight into how the soup is made, as they do not say. Well, 
Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode four of the Creative Marketing Podcast. Today I am joined by no other than Bastian Bellinger, is that am I saying it right? CEO and founder of Hustler Marketing, just an all-around legend and most importantly a fellow ginger. So we started with a commonality that neither of us has eyebrows. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for for coming on. How are you? Yeah, doing no, I, I, it's great. I, I always, you know, love coming on on, on a show like this because it's just great, you know, just to to chill, to shoot the shit, you know. And if we make some of you listeners, you know, if you make some of your guys' lives better, that's even better, you know. If you get an idea, let's do it. Sounds good. So, I guess to begin with, um, can you just give your like your own sort of intro? I don't like I don't like introducing people. I like to give people their sort of don't want to put pe- words in people's mouths. Cool. Uh, I'll do like a short one. So, so yeah, I'm, you know, 28 years old. I, I run this awesome company called Hustler Marketing. We're, we're growing like crazy. It's, I don't know, 50 plus people. We're like in seven figure range. So this is, this has been the biggest part of my life for like the last three years. But other than that, I also like self-development. I used to do lots of game. I traveled the world with, you know, some like pickup artists. I, I like exercise. I go to the gym a lot. I can do now three consecutive muscle-ups and rings. I want to do four motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Um, Watch the progress. It's been impressive. <laughs> it takes years. It's insane. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm also like a nerd. I like reading fantasy <laughs> books, you know, like uh, I, I've read a lot of stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, and I'm a big YouTube nerd. So I just like you, I have watched millions, gazillions of YouTube videos on everything. So uh, the, the recent one was how to open a cactus fruit because <laughs> I was in Tenerife <laughs> and there's this like fruit full of like needles and then you need to kind of like rub it and open it and it's fucking tasty. So there you go. Nice. Love to hear it. So I guess to start with, obviously, super exciting stuff you're doing at Hustler Marketing and, and that explosive growth there. Sounds fun. I've, I'm working at, you probably heard, VaynerMedia, Gary V's agency. And so I, 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 work in, I work in the London team and I've been on the side of that sort of growth. We've gone from like 20 to 80 people sort of thing. So I'm sure it's an exciting time there and, and challenging at times, I'm sure as well. But I guess it, sort of what's your story look like getting to that point? Because I know you've there's been so much it's like and we can dive into a lot of these things i'm excited to but sort of how have you got to where you are today yeah i'll give you like a a short rundown and then if a particular area interests you more just dig into that and and i would love to hear a little more about VaynerMedia as well because it is a it is a marketing agency i had no idea you were there so congrats must must be really exciting As as a funny note i applied to be gary's video guy I think like two or three years ago, he's like, in, I know, I, I still remember his YouTube video in a barber shop, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, so if you want to work for me and you're fucking serious, you come and apply. And then as I usually do, I send like a video application, right? So not like a written, I sent yeah. him a video. Uh, and I actually got in touch with one of his main guys or something and we were chatting and then it didn't work out or something. So that that's... I, I, well, I'd, say you're that, pretty, I'd say you're pretty glad you didn't get that job now. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Yes and no. I, I, I'll tell you more about it. The, the, the fast growth is great, but it also kind of rapes your soul. <laughs> so yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and I've had some mentors, and and I was thinking, would life be different if I just worked with a mentor for longer? You know, maybe I could grow a little slower, but more sustainable. So mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? 
But basically, long story short, worked with all these different cool people, moved on my own into Barcelona in 2017, August 2017, so about three years ago, uh, started what's what has been called the Hustle House. So like-minded guys sitting together, hustling most of the days, also going to gym and, and game and whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, freelance copywriting for a few months, got my first client that wanted me to send emails as well as write them. And then, yeah, that was like my first full-time client, like January 2018. Um, and then pretty much, you know, start hiring people because I had too much work. And then all this sort of agency grew with lots of ups and downs and growth and whatnot. So I guess, but I'm definitely excited to dive more into the agency stuff. I guess before we get to that, some of the stuff you've done before that is also super interesting and like relevant, I guess, to the, the content of this show. So I guess first one is you mentioned traveling the world with a, a seduction coach. And, and I know you wrote a book about that that you self-published. So how did that go down? How was, how was the process of self-publishing a book? Like any marketing lessons or failures? I love hearing about failures too, because I feel like they're the best lessons. So many, so many. So, well, the, the whole point, I mean, the, the, the traveling with the, the dating coach, that was really fun. And some of you might know him and whatnot. I won't go too, into too many details about that. It's re- it was really fun. I learned a ton, you know, like grab the book if you want to. Um, the, I, I do feel that like marketing was a big part of the, of the book's success. I mean, success, it's not like, you know, I think it sold like a few thousand copies. Like nice. up until recently, it was bringing in like, I don't know, three to 500 bucks a month, you know, in sort of sales. Now it's a little less. And during the launch months, because it's a two-part thing, I think it brought in maybe 1K or some or, or a bit more. So not, not crazy, but not too bad for the first yeah. gig. You know, most, yeah, most self-published people, they, they don't do anything. Because it's, yeah, it's like a hard sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a hard marketplace, you know. So so bo- books are so, so it's it's kind of nuts, right? So first of all, you have those big you know agencies that try to screw you and they like help you publish the book, and basically them helping you publish a book is just like a cover picture, proofread, edit the book, and then put it on Amazon, right? And they charge you like five k for that, which is it's a steal, um, like the, it's just worthless. So so basically. I think the first part is you need to have a good story. That's always like with videos, movies, anything creative. If you don't have a good story, like you're fucked anyway. It doesn't matter how polished or beautiful it is. So good story is the key. When you have a good story and maybe you can ask some people first, I gave the, the, the test copy to a bunch of people to read and they say, hey, shit, this is good. When you have that, the most annoying, well, the first annoying part is editing. So it's really like, I'm not a native speaker. So I, you know, I had like an editor. We needed to revise the draft a gazillion times. There's still some errors in there. So that was annoying. But then the more annoying part is learning how to publish, right? So yeah, I read all the forums, all the shit on, on how to do it on Amazon. There's this Amazon algorithm. You can do Amazon ads. It's really important to have a lot of people buy the book as soon as you publish it because, you know, that spikes the algorithm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I had my own email list, all my friends, I kind of hyped them up. So on day one, they all went and bought the book. I think in in German, 
market it was like top three or something for like the first week or two which kind of helps you know and then it shows it to other people so that was pretty awesome you know i still don't think that i'm really good at publishing books but i spent a few solid months working on that and i mean you can learn anything you know and i'll learn just from the internet and youtube so yeah um, you mentioned not being a native speaker. You're from Slovenia, if I'm not mistaken, are you? Well, then I fucking forgot to do this at the start, but Dobra Dosho Na Nashio Dei. Oh, very nice. <laughs> of course i'm glad to be here uh thank you i my sister-in-law is slovenian so i uh oh, i asked her for some tips before <laughs> um <laughs> so another thing to sort of talk about before we get to the more the more now stuff is i know you had your own youtube channel and sort of churned out a shitload of videos so any any tips on like how to go about starting a youtube channel you know any marketing tips you learned there and like yeah. video editing all that sort of stuff uh, I still, I mean, it, the channel is still there. I'm not posting for the last, I don't know, year, two years. I might start again because I feel now nice. that the, the whole business is running smoother and I don't need to like grind like a retard. Um, I, I feel <laughs> like I have stuff to say, so I might go back. Um, yeah, plus you've also want... fucking got a seven-figure business now, which helps probably as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if I want, I can dump money into like editing and, and helpers. So I just, you know, like, well, well, it's like a passion thing now. So I don't, mm -hmm. you know, care. But um, if you want to see a master of YouTube and to learn from uh, Mario Tomic, he, he's he's actually my my good friend. At least I consider him. He's a great, great guy. But he killed YouTube game. Like he killed it. Like he understands the algorithms. Like his videos are going nuts, you know, like he's really good at this. So number one tip, if you want to start a youth, and this tip I got from him. So, so quotes, I mean, and kudos to, to Mario. So if you want to start YouTube, you need to be ready to grind for like three years. Okay. So yeah. that's what it takes, you know, like, like otherwise, like, fuck you, you know, and, 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 <laughs> you know, like don't even start. And, yeah. and look, I'm, I'm the same here. I, I didn't push till three years, right? I stopped after, I don't know, year, two years. And, and it's a shame because I think it was the tipping point, you know? I came over 1K subs and, and I saw when I stopped, I had 1K and now I didn't do shit and now I have 1.3 or something, right? And I'm like, oh shit, like something's happening there, yeah. you know? So, but, but it took two years to get to that 1K, right? And I know Mario, like he, <laughs> I think he did like a one-year challenge where he posted the video every single day, including Christmas, which is nuts. Like yeah. how nuts that is, like you can't understand. Because I mean, I mean, you know, right? But hours go into each video, like literally hours. Mm -hmm. So I, I think YouTube, you can still crush it. You have to be crazy. You have to go all in. Um, and, you know, you got to learn about algorithms, like the editing, the catchy thumbnails. There's, it's a whole science, right? But the main thing is, either you're ready to grind or, or just don't start yeah same as most things i guess that's the secret to success anywhere i feel like <laughs> I, I think so i think that's so. in every interview i do here it's gonna just come down to well that just work harder <laughs> yeah uh, i don't i don't think it's always i i think there's like stages to this right this is a very good point because if you look at like fucking amazing people, you know, like uh, what's his name, Ray Dalio, and, and people, like I don't mm -hmm. think they they worked twenty four seven. I don't think it's always about working harder. I just think that I don't know our generations or whatever, and 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 uh, the whole instant gratification. Like nobody even knows what like hard focused work is. Like it's so rare to to meet a person that can put in consistent, let's say five or six hours of focused work every day. 
it's so rare, you know, and to keep that going for a few months, it's so rare, you know, and this is just the bottom level. Now, of course, after you've done that for a while and you build some sort of assets, maybe you build a team, like you build up something, then it's not about like just hustling your ass forever, you know, because like that's just dumb. Like yeah. you won't get things done like that. But but yeah, the the the, the early stage where, where you, you know, I don't know, from a boy to a man or whatever, like the first thing is, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta put in the work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess that's a good point that once you once you've established yourself, then you can sort of take your foot off or you can delegate that work, I guess. But uh, I feel like, yeah, the early stages, it's all about the, the grind. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So coming on to sort of more now, now and hustler marketing, um, what have been some, obviously it's been crazy fast growth. What have some secrets are like, what's, how, how have you achieved that growth? How have you been marketing the company? I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to distill. Um, I would, I would say we're very good with team culture. Um, I, I think this is one of the pr- main reasons uh, we have some incredibly loyal people uh, that, that are just busting their ass. And, and I think partly this is also because of me, because I was looking for people like this and because I care about my people a lot. You know, we have things mm-hmm. like we, we have a full time company psychotherapist on board. There's like five right. slots for people that can just get therapy because I'm having it as well, actually, every week. And it helps a lot uh, to cope with pressures and stuff. Uh, we like we send gifts to 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 people. I'm I'm really happy that this year we started with like paid holiday policy. I know it's like a regular part of any job, but for a startup, it's fucking cool. You know, like mm-hmm. our yeah, guys yeah. can take paid holiday, right? So, so you know, there's like a Slack channel that's called Who I Noticed, which is literally shoutouts, right? So in that channel, we literally give shoutouts to people who do awesome work. You know, so 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 they feel more uh, a part of everything, etc. So. To be honest, I, I think it's that. Um, this is one of the biggest parts that's kind of driving everything now. And early on, besides that, I think I just found the right niche. I, I, I don't want to say like I completely stumbled upon it, but yeah, it was part luck, part skill, I would say. But email marketing for e-commerce is just such a specific niche. And mm-hmm. when we were starting and now still, It's just where a lot of companies have no fucking clue what they're doing. So even if you come in with like some decent strategy, not even crazy, you will make them results. So I would say this is another part. Yeah. Okay. And how do you go about marketing the company? Like, like, or is it just our our company? Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of things. I recently hired a marketing director because it's, it's too much for me to try to do all that. But until now I, I have been doing that. So we have, I think many channels, let's say five or six channels. And <clears throat> look, marketing and sales, they're always related. It's its almost the same thing. But I would say, mm-hmm. the well, one of the biggest channels for sure is, is referrals. So happy store owners telling other store owners and my whole community of, you know, friends and acquaintances, they send work to us. Then we are partners with other agencies and softwares. So an agency that does, for example, Facebook ads, they send us a lead for email and we send them one back for ads or whatever. Uh, software such as Klaviyo and, and, and others, we got really tight with Klaviyo and I, I literally needed to, you know, like shoot blood to get there. We are now a Klaviyo um, partner agency council or something. There's like nine agencies in the whole world to do that. Nice. Um, and and yeah, Clavio is, is big. You know, it's a it's a it's a system like Mailchimp, but they're they're fucking big. 
the way we got to that is just by me providing value to them. You know, if, if they did a survey, we would provide the best insights and blah, blah, blah. So just kind of give value. Then we do posting on Facebook groups. Facebook groups, I think, are underutilized. So I think now we are a member of like 80 different Facebook groups with from five to 80,000 members about e-com. And then we write posts, right? It's like, hey, five tricks to hack your email game or whatever. Yeah. And some of them get more traction, some get less. Although I think this is changing now. The Facebook groups are not doing uh, really well lately. Um, what else? We went to like a few live events, uh, but that's more recent because we have more money now to go like in Vegas and mm -hmm. stuff. Dude, so many crazy shit. I even stalked some people. Like there was there was this one. <laughs> there was this crazy story. Okay, check this I'm out. Just, so, I'm just imagining you in like a bush outside someone's house. <laughs> dude, it was insane. Like this guy sends me a video. My mentor, one of my mentors, sends me a video of some mastermind event, some private mastermind crazy shit with ballers in there, right? Yeah. And and this one guy introduces himself and says, but this year with our store, we want to do more email or whatever. And then I find the guy on Facebook, right, by go searching his name and I message, so I heard um, you're a part of that mastermind. Do you need email? And then it took like three months, but we closed them, you know, and it was a, a really great client. And, and then my team fucked up and I was like, guys, I hate you. Spent three months on this and then you make this stupid mistake. Why? I mean, but yeah, that, that was it. So, so marketing you know and, and now we're doing other stuff like we're going into seo we've tested paid ads as well um and it didn't work out too well for our niche so when you look at marketing there's um there's so many things that you can do i kind of like to go about it um I, I don't know where i heard those definitions but personally i say marketing is spreading the word about a brand right and brand is a promise Right. So when you try to build something that's important, like you have a brand, whether it's an agency or what, whatever the fuck. So it should be something that it's worth spreading the word about. And then marketing, by that definition, is literally anything that spreads the word about what you do. So all of that is marketing. And there are so many options, so many. So then I guess looking at more your clients, what if, what if you say get a new client on board uh, without obviously giving away too much of the secret sauce, like what's the process in sort of getting them set up and, and starting to market for them? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long process. Um, I'm thinking how to like compress everything. So, so what happens is first <clears throat> they're a part of like sales conversation. Usually it's like maybe even three conversations until they agree and sign the contract. During that conversation, we a lot of the times analyze their store and their email already to tell them, hey, here's where you're leaving money out on the table. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, all created as value upfront. Also, the longer conversation establishes more trust, etc. Now, once they agree to come on board, we have like everything, like we are super solid with processes. So, you know, they get introduced to our head of service who picks out the account manager for them. They schedule a kickoff call with them in the first week. They get presented with all the assets we create for them. We present them with a the strategy. They can say yes, no, blah, 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 blah. And then things run and we have regular calls. So I, I'd say it's it's very orderly and it's very on point. Um, but yeah. So, okay. So I guess the, the purpose of this show is is aimed at like helping people who are like creative. So like artists, writers, that sort of stuff learn. And especially like early, early on in their journey sort of learn how yeah. to market themselves 
any lessons you've you've seen either like you know things that have completely bombed or things that have skyrocketed in terms of email that like lessons you think would be useful for for people just starting out um yes so a, a lot actually and there's there's this one guy I, I i can try to dig up his name i love his niche he's uh he's he, like he's a uh, he he draws right mm -hmm. he's very good in anime style but he does other stuff as well and he's literally mentoring people how to like improve their drawing skills and i mm -hmm. think he's doing great you know he's like in in, in us so like th there's anything you know like anything can be done but in terms of marketing when you're starting out you always want to do what's called guerrilla marketing so like you don't have a budget you know you can't like pay facebook to promote your shit so yeah, step number one is you don't have budget, so you have to become creative, right? This is why you want to go to Facebook groups. You want to go to um, Reddit. You want to go to forums, right? And it, so, I mean, I, I really uh, recommend studying some copywriting to, to anybody really that wants to get involved with marketing because they tell you, you know, it's, it's three things, right? It's the strength of your offer. It's the strength of your list or audience. And it's the strength of your copy, right? I'll give you an example. So mm -hmm. if you have a really good product or an offer, right? Let's say um, you sell an awesome phone for a hundred bucks. Like the phone is iPhone level and it costs a hundred bucks. Like no matter which person mm -hmm. you give it to. So no matter what list or audience, they're going to buy. Even if your copy is shit, you know, if you just say, hey, buy this phone, it's great. They're still going to buy. So it doesn't matter. So the yeah. product, the offer is really the key. So if you're an artist, right? Like, is your work really great? You know, like if your work is not really great, then again, like, fuck you. Like you do not have entry to this game. It's, it's, it's just like this, yeah. you know, if you look, oh yeah, but my mom thinks it's great. Like that doesn't help, you know? So first <laughs> of all, you have yeah. to have something that's really great. Then you want to. You want to think about, okay, where do, and once you've established that and you can get some critiques of some pros or whatever, you know, like just, just do that. Maybe you can reach out to them on LinkedIn, Facebook. Hey, can you critique this work? Do you think this is good enough? Da, 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 da. Um, find some mentors, right? Once you have that, you know, okay, what I have is really good. Now it's time to market it. Then you got to find, okay, you know, what is the audience? You know, which people are these? Is this Facebook group about drawing uh, with pencils? Is this the Reddit sub forum about, I, I don't know, like Canvas? Like, I, I don't know, you got to find your group. And then you work on your message. So how do I make what I have appealing to my target group of audience? Right? Like this is the, the basic formula. And then one thing that I highly recommend to anybody who didn't read it is, um, I think it's Kevin Kelly or something, 1000 True Fans, right? If you check that article, yeah. I mean, that's it. Like you don't need too many people like, like to buy your shit. Like this is why this like high ticket mentoring stuff, like it works because you can literally get three people that trust you to pay a few thousand dollars a month and that's it. You have a living, you know? So it's not, it's not rocket science. Yeah, I was um I was going to ask about that. I think it is such an important point that people people get caught up so much in follower numbers rather than follower quality, you know. And I know that you I remember you a couple of years ago I feel like having talking about how you've got a smallish audience but you can you can monetize oh, yeah. it because of that fact, you know. I, I did. Here here's here's something, right? I have 1000 <laughs> YouTube followers, right? And I have a friend who is doing pranks who has 600,000 on YouTube <laughs> yeah. and he's making zero money or maybe hundred bucks a month, right? And I was at, I mean, it wasn't 
amazing, but I ran two coaching programs. The first one, I think I had five guys and the other one I had four. And the first one, I think it was, was it 1K a month per guy or something? So it's like four or 5K a month. And then the other also something like that, you know? Nice. And, yeah. and, and and they're all happy and they all got results. I ended up hiring some of them. Like it's, that, you know, that's, that's all good. But you, you don't need, you don't need a ton of people. But again, the first thing is you need a fucking good product, you know? Because if I showed that with like, Herp do this and that and, and then it didn't work like they would hate me you know and i would not get anybody else you know but like if your thing is good then uh, yeah the numbers don't matter like the right people matter and again yeah. you learn this through copywriting you know it's better to have a list of you know like if you sell real estate it's better to have a list of a thousand people that all make seven figures a year and are looking to buy property than to have a million list of like people who are broke, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So uh, you sort of brought me back to the point that I was gonna gonna come to next, which is you touched on the importance of copywriting and how oh, yeah. how valuable that is. I guess what would your sort of top tips for newbies be for copywriting? Is clickbait uh, the answer? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, read uh, scientific advertising by Claude Hopkins. Uh, I think that was the author. And then there's a lot other copywriters. I don't know. I like Gary Halbert and, and, and there's a bunch of others, but scientific advertising, because look what these people had to do. It's so hard, right? So they were selling like encyclopedias over mail, right? <laughs> you would get a fucking letter. It says, oh, you know, like first they laughed at him and then they applauded about this guy who learned how to play piano. And then they kind of convinced you to buy like a course on piano. And you needed to mail them the check and they mailed you. This is regular mail. They mailed you the books, right? You know how much trust you have to establish and all that? So, so that was really hard. So if those people could do that, yeah, like they understand, you know, psychology, marketing, etc. So copywriting, I think, is the foundation of, of everything, really. Uh, and, and it's pretty fun. And unless you're a person who hates writing or reading, and there's people like this as well, like if you're more like, uh, you know, like more visual, then it's going to be dry for you. So it's going to be tricky. But otherwise, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, it can be really fun to learn about that. Yeah, for sure. I had another question I was going to ask that slipped my mind there, but it'll come back to me. No um, I guess another thing I would, would be interested in is like in growing hustler marketing. Oh, I remember what my question was. It was to do with testing because I know that's sort of in my mind a super important part. Is that something you do a lot of like, you know, testing two different versions of copy and seeing which one does better, that sort of thing? Yes, but um, right now I think testing is like the icing on the cake. You know, and I think mm -hmm. for a lot of people and or companies, it can be a mind fuck because um, like, like, sure, when you go and, and also testing is about scale, right? So if you're running Facebook ads, of course, you got to test. Like it's literally all about the testing, right? And if you send an email to 50,000 people, it's also about testing. But if your list is like 300 people, you know, or your followers on Instagram or whatever, then testing doesn't matter that much, right? Yeah. Because literally statistical significance comes after 1,000 or, and, and even then it's like, Neh, you know? So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that much emphasis on it. Like, of course, test new ideas, you know, and stuff, but I would, I would think about how can I share my idea with the most people possible and the right people, right? I would be thinking mm -hmm. about this. So. I wouldn't go testing into how I can share two different messages on the same platform. 
I'd be like, how can I find more platforms? How can I post this shit on Reddit, post this on Facebook, post this on um, Quora, post this on Medium, post this on whatever the fuck, and then see which platforms gives me the most responses and then double down on that one. That that would be yeah. my approach. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm thinking of this for myself now because I've never thought of going on Reddit, but that sounds like oh, any, yeah. any of those places, but yeah. I, I think forums, I think Facebook groups can be really powerful. And again, I, I think you will have, I, I don't know at which stage you are, but I, it really comes Early, down to I, I, I decided during lockdown that I'm an artist, basically. So this is my new uh, my new life pursuit. <laughs> Good. I mean, look, it's it's going to be a journey, you know, and, and what you'll figure out during the course of months is you want to start nailing down toward your target audience, right? So the more specific you are, the better. So generalists don't do well, right? So what kind mm-hmm. of artists do you serve? Do you serve graphic artists, you know, like designers? There's a great mastermind that one of my friends is a part of. It's it's the Futur on YouTube. If you write Futur, right, is, is this guy who, who like sells a, a F-U-T-U-R, I believe. I think he has a, an awesome video about why somebody can sell a logo for 300 bucks or for like $1 million and they sell the same shit, right? And it's, it's, it's mindfuck, right? So he, he has this whole, ma- or I think it's several of them. He has this mastermind on designers and, and how they can start charging more, maybe start their own design agency. Um, and they use, I, I forgot what the fucking thing there's this platform for like design. I forgot the name of it now. And they share, you know, they get clients off of there and stuff. So, so that's one type of artist. A different type of artist is a writer, you know, like, or, or you can have like, I don't know, like somebody who eats shrooms and that. Like, he cut out there right before the shrooms point and I was excited for it. I'll, I'll <laughs> go. So, so, right, you got to determine what your target audience is and then what do you bring to them, right? And, and if you're, it seems to me, or like if I assume that, you know, your value is producing content, right? It's, it's giving good ideas to those people to help them grow, then that's it, right? Then your only goal needs to be, hey, how, and, and Gary talks about this, or, or maybe not him the best, like I really like Seth Godin, right? Mm, um, yeah. He's like, look, don't produce second rate content. Like your con, like you, you get one chance, right? If the person sees you and they dig your shit, okay, you've got a follower. If they don't absolutely love it, they're never going to come back. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting point. So next thing I was interested in is, is as you've been sort of growing hustler marketing, have there been any like breakthrough moments or any, any moments that have you've been like, Whoa, that just, we just exploded in growth from that one thing. Has there been any moments like that? Or like, you know, big lessons of oh, so many and there was like a bunch of fails too you know like the the, the 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 biggest one was when we had to like cut down on salaries that sucked balls that was like last august not this one but last because because the, the 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 salary i did for people at that moment was like fixed fee per project so i don't know you handle a client you get x amount of money and then what happened is they become really effective and then you know they spend just a few hours on that project and you know and then in the end their hourlies were like 60 bucks an hour and i was like fuck like this like we cannot grow like this it's like we, we, we're selling so much and, and and we even had like a negative month or two and i was like fuck this this doesn't work yeah you know so then we changed to hourly and and actually people didn't mind because they're, they're still paid pretty well but it was fucking tough you know having discussions with all those people um breakthrough moments also so many i mean hiring a mentor 
uh, Tim Kilroy, big rock star for agency. That was uh, January 2019. So it's been, yeah, almost two years now. Uh, he's just amazing. So having a mentor is always, always, always the right thing to do. Like, cause they're just, they'll just shorten your learning curve. They will protect you from some stupid errors that you could have made. Uh, just make sure they're the right mentor for you. I don't know. It is so many, you know, hiring a head of service. So I was not like doing anything, any, I mean, doing anything, Like I was not, <laughs> you know, so, you know, before I used to run a few of my clients, do their email, then I trained my people, they, they did the process. And then when something outside of the process happened, the client would freak out and panic and go to meet like, Hey, uh, what, uh, right. So now like that doesn't happen, you know, cause we have processes and if there's something out of the ordinary, they, they have a specific person they can turn on to, et cetera, et cetera. So now I have much more peace and, and calm. But again, I don't, I don't know how, how to say, um, not reliable, how relevant this is for somebody who's just starting out. Cause I think this is just like a different level. I think when you're starting out, it's more about, yeah, like, how do I define what I'm good at? You know, how do I just make sure that I kind of keep doing that? One one advice that I have is um, I have one of the videos on my channel, actually, Boss Life Hacks, is um, how to get good really fast or something like that, yeah. or how to get good in three months. I, I think there's some really solid tips there because I think pretty much any skill, including book publishing or becoming an email pro, you can kind of nail it in three months if you if you put in enough work. And then basically the traction tells you if you should continue doing this, right? So if you put in three months or maybe six and you go hard at something, like focused with a plan, like no bullshit. And then if in three to six months, nothing happens, you know, like, like there's zero money, nobody cares basically then, okay, maybe maybe this is just not the right thing to do. You know, and then you move yeah. on. And, you know, like I, I've started like a custom painted shoe company, you know, like the freshest shoes.com. Like it's fucking insane. You know, we did some, you know, it's basically this like guy or girl with like, a, I don't know how you call it, like paintbrush or something like with like, a, you know, like air compressor and then yeah. custom paint like kicks, you know, shoes. Like, cause I, I used to do breakdance. So I, I used to like, like awesome, crazy shoes. And we did some amazing shoes, you know, but like they didn't sell, you know, I had no fucking clue. I didn't know marketing. So in the end, like four or five pairs were produced. I spent one, two K of money and that was it. <laughs> Project, <laughs> that, you know, so. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess if you were, say, starting out day one as like. Say, let's say an artist, because I'll be I'll I'll be selfish and use these tips. What for kind of artist? Let's get more specific. Abstract artist, like, like these what? paintings. Canvas. Okay. So yeah. Canvas, yeah. yeah. If so, if you were starting out day one, you had some paintings, um, like no followers or anything like that. What would your sort of playbook be that you executed on? I would go find some other abstract artists or potentially mentors for abstract artists. I would do that. And and um, look, I, I think I, I think it's I think it's really tough. I, I think I think for an abstract artist to to have their own successful business, I I, I don't wanna say exclusively, but I think it's 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 there are there are just um, anti I, I don't know fucking how to call it but if you think about uh, you know what's his name Goethe or not is is that even like van van van, van Gogh or whatever yeah. or all these all these artists like a lot of them were underappreciated in their time 
and, and nobody gave a fuck about them. Because look, the set of skills that requires for you to do marketing and scaling a business is almost completely opposite to the one for like art. It's, it's just a different, you know, because like I, I don't really take a lot of drugs, but I, I like to smoke weed from time to time or, you know, like you're in Same. a different mood. Yeah, I, I know. Right. But, you know, to, to, to scale a business in marketing, you need to do hard metrics. You need to do numbers. You need to manage people. You need to be very people person. Right. And to do art, you need to be kind of more introvert. You need to, you know, I'm not saying either or, but, you know, it's it's a different mood, you know, and there's yeah, a yeah. reason why. Like, like we hire a lot of designers. We have now eight on the team or whatever. But there's a reason why designers, like, they don't go on their own because it's just a fucking bitch to get new clients and talk about money. And it's, you know, so so I'm saying, like, yeah, dig into those parts of yourself, you know, for all the people there. And, and, and even, like, do you want that? You know, do, do you want to do business? Do you want to, you know, have sales calls and, and, and have all that pressure? Like, because because you know it, it might not be the, the best thing for you you know of course you never yeah. know until you try right but I, I would say so that's why i'm saying first go find some other you know abstract artists that can tell you more and, and better but mm -hmm. I, I think it's fucking hard i don't i don't think it's easy you know to do something like this so yeah 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 that makes sense i guess i'm hoping i'm lucky because i my sort of journey has been that i started very much like from i did a master's in marketing started very much from the business side and like i'm a, like a data nerd and like do hardcore paid advertising and stuff and the art is almost an escape from that so it's like Good. but I, that's like a skill set that i have but um so yeah that's just a note for everyone listening to go buy some paintings before the price gets real high and and and, and look and you seem like a people person as well you know, so, mm -hmm. so I think like looking at you personally, yeah, I, I think if you go get it, uh, if you go at it hard, you can, you know, and then maybe, maybe this could be your gift to the world, you know, of this artist. It's like, look, even though you're, and, and this could, this could satisfy a real need, you know, this could be what I think like a, a market shifting, like a, a real mission, you know, how do I help people like me? Because, like, I know you. I know how you are. I know that you like to just. I'm, I'm assuming now. I don't. I'm not an art. Yeah, I, I don't. Right. Yeah. But you know, you just say like "fuck you" to everybody. Just you and your work. And then after you finish, there's something beautiful, and, and most people don't even get it right. And then with that understanding, you come to them, and you're like, even though all that, you also need to do something you're not gonna like very much, and it's gonna involve numbers and this and that. But only until you can hire some blah, blah, right? But if you have something like this, then yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a fuck ton of artists that, that need help like this, you know? Um, yeah and that's kind of the that's kind of why i started this podcast is that whole stereotype of you know the starving artist and and all that and i think with like marketing isn't as hard as people maybe think it is and it's like you know it's a there's so much yeah, potential it is um, especially today with all the social media it's easier than ever you know but i still don't think it's easy <laughs> you know? no yeah, yeah for sure oh absolutely so speaking of art i saw you post recently enough a picture of some graffiti that you did back in the day is that something that you were into something because i love graffiti is my new favorite thing i'm based on my marketing knowledge i'm spray painting the word love around the place in, a, in an attempt because i know how i know how easily people are influenced by marketing right so i figure if people get a shitload of impressions of the word love it might have a positive impact on the world uh-huh <laughs> I, ag I agree i also love the heart behind you and there's some cans be behind you as well right or no yes sir yeah 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 uh, i can tell <laughs> uh 
no, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm 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 very poor with my hands. You know, like motorically drawing something nice. I'm mm -hmm. not. I, I might want to learn at some point because now I understand that it's technique. But I'm just right now like. If I paint a cow, it's still, you know, like an ellipse with like four, like, you know, like it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's really bad. Um, so That's why I, I went for abstract. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I did that graffiti because I used to do breakdance. But no, my, my medium for art is writing. I, I really love writing. That's why the books, um, I think I get some solid traction on my um, social media posts as well. Because I always do like a picture, but then I do like a whole big ass wall of text. Mm -hmm. And I always spend a few hours on it. You know, I make sure that the words are right. I ask myself, okay, what is that I want to communicate? Is this really it? Is this part of here relevant or is it just like bullshit? So I, I really take a lot of time for that and I enjoy it. You know, it's a few hours where everything just disappears and it's just words, you know, so it's really nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think you're a super, super talented videographer as well. And like all the content you produce is highly entertaining, if I say so myself. Yeah, well, I used to do videography um, for, you know, Max and Mario and some others. Like, mm -hmm. as I, like I was paid to do that. And I didn't know anything before I, I learned everything from scratch. Again, I don't think my video editing or filming skills are, are as good as, you know, they're like basic, I would say, or proficient, you know, is, is, is the word. But, but again, I think... I, and, and people tell me this, and, and I do feel it's like this. I think my content is, is very good. And content is, again, it's more similar to writing because it's about expressing ideas. I always prepare what I'm going to say, like a sort of a script, but then freestyle it. And again, I, I, I feel that it's, it's really good and that more people would love to hear about it and, and get valuable shit from that. But it's just the reach is not there, you know. And before I didn't know how to, I didn't have resources. Maybe I will still try to do that. But, you know, a part of me is also like, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's also good that it's small and not everybody knows about it. And, you know, the people that dig and find it, they're going to get value. And the others, like, fuck that, you know? Um, and, yeah. and also, I don't want to be big on social media. I see people that are, and it's just, it's, I don't think it's good. It's just bullshit, you know? It's really yeah, not, yeah. it's not, not um, what we want to do. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is a this is a complete pivot, and it's not necessarily super relevant to the, the topics we've been talking about, but okay. I just, I think it's um, super interesting. And, like, I feel like the, the people who are the target of this show are, like, aspiring creatives but they also probably have you know day jobs um and i saw you post something recently about sort of the being a young person in a meeting and you know st being on the ball and and you know knowing what's going on but then in the back of your mind thinking about the things that young people think of but that made me real you know as a young person in business do you have some tips of like because i feel like a uh, people sort of feel like it's so possible to be super successful in business and it's so much your own mindset and so much how you believe in yourself and how you go into those meetings and stuff so any sort of tips for for young people in in careers and how to how to have that confidence to to step up in meetings with you know more senior people and more experienced people and stuff uh -huh. so well this is because because when you say in careers this is this is slightly different because i guess i was never a part of like this um i, I don't know like a corporation you know where i would yeah. be like three levels lower than somebody so that's i i think it's a little bit of a different question i i do feel that self-development in particular has helped a lot in, in particular things like like you know, chasing girls and whatnot. And, and I don't want to go too much there, but it's just 
I believe confidence comes from you going through hardship, right? So if you expose yourself to difficult circumstances and you overcome that, you become stronger, right? A friend, like an Israeli friend told me, you know, because they have obligatory army and all that, and they do like a, I don't know, 20 or, or 40 mile, like 40 kilometers or 30, I don't know, a lot, like a run through the night that lasts for 12 hours and they carry this heavy gear. And always there's like some guys that people have to carry, you know, and stuff. But m- most of them go through, you know. And he said, mm-hmm. dude, after that, I was like, fuck, like, dude, I can fucking do this, right? And I think the more things like this that you experience, the more you're also able to say what you feel, right? And look, if it's a company... Oh, I'm losing you again. More, hey, this is not good. Uh-huh. We lost you there for a second, sorry. Oh, okay. internet. We're back, oh, though. All good. So, so right? So I, I feel like a good company where you come in with honest opinion and say, hey, this is what I feel, this is what I see, like, they'll listen, you know, and they'll be grateful for, for honest feedback. And if they don't listen, you're in a bad place. Then it's your responsibility to, to find the best way to get the fuck out of there, you know? And, and in terms of um, being old and young, I, I've met some, like, young guys, like 20-year-olds that are making, like, seven figures. I'm like, fuck, you know? But I also think it's dangerous because it's just... Having that much money, at, so so having that much money at that young age is dangerous. It's dangerous for your mindset, you know. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, they start spending money on bullshit. You know, all of them become models and then move to Hollywood and like it's. And then in the end, you kind of learn like it's all kind of empty. It's you know, it's it's a lot of like this is why all these like pop stars that kind of get overnight and shit like a lot of them end up in in a bad place cuz like if it's too quick it's 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 not bad like i feel that like a period of years of grinding it's not bad cuz it mentally prepares you for that responsibility right cuz yeah like having having money is fun but like it's very easy to lose it and everybody wants a piece and 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 you know and and it's always responsibility and so, so, so having to go through that hardship, it actually prepares you for, for that, you know? So I don't know if you're religious or not or whatever. I like to meditate. But some people that, you know, believe in God, they say, like, look, like God has a plan. And I like that idea. What if all this bullshit is now just like prep game for the real purpose that you have to fulfill, you know? So, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I love a good bit. Of, I've seen you've been meditating an hour a day, have you? That must be. I've been trying to do 20 minutes each end of the day, and I've been doing pretty well at that. But how is the... An hour seems intense, is it? Have you it's, noticed, like, a big difference? Hard. It's fucking hard, man. It's, like, just yesterday, I was struggling so much. I was, like, 11 p.m. Fuck, still have to meditate. It's, it's hard, man. But that's the point, you know? Life is also mm-hmm. hard. And I said, I'm going to do a year, and I'm going to fucking do a year, and I don't care. <laughs> You know, and then I'll decide if I want to continue or not. But yes, I do. I do see noticeable results, and they're both good and bad. Nice. Yeah, I've I've done the same thing, saying a year, except with alcohol. And everyone, nobody believed I'd be able to do it because I <laughs> rather liked drinking alcohol. But I'm now nearly ten months in now and going strong, dude. I feel fucking amazing, and I have dude. just as much fun when I'm out. I've probably done far too many mushrooms this year, but that's another point. <laughs> dude, fuck it, man. Like, just go get it. And you know, after that one year, like you can you can have a drink again or whatever. But like like that army run, like you know, deep inside, if I say something. It's done, you know, and that's powerful. That is powerful. I was going to ask you about that. So you talked about like, you know, that self-confidence coming from, from, 
facing fears and sort of pushing yourself in discomfort. So I guess we've talked about that sort of starving artist person and that 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 person who maybe is afraid to put themselves out there for someone say who's like the, their first Instagram post and they're scared of putting their their work out there something like that. Do you have any tips for how to face that fear and how to like push through it? Oh wow, um, it's been so long since I felt that that I I don't even know <laughs> if I can relate, but um, yeah. The, the, the closest for me is maybe connected to, you know, like, like meeting girls. I used to have like a huge fear. And then mm-hmm. for, I think it was years, you know, I never did anything. I just consumed content online, you know, just um, read books, watch videos. And then after a few years, finally, I started to do something right. And, and maybe, you know, maybe this is the, the advice, you know, it's because, you know, my first instinct would to tell, just fucking do it, you pussy. But that doesn't help. You know, because if you have if you have years of conditioning, somebody telling you just do it, you fucking pussy like that's it's not going to make a difference. So what mm-hmm. I would say is that like as, as long as you stay in touch and you don't quit, like you, you're in a good track. Right. The, the, the biggest problem is is quitting. Right. Is, is you deep inside saying, OK, I'll never make it as an artist. This is a way like that. That's that's when you die. But, you know, mm-hmm. like metaphorically and I think in, in, in real time. So. Right. So as long as, you know, as long as you're kind of in touch with, okay, I want to do this. Okay. Today I wanted to post. I didn't post because I got afraid. Okay. Fuck it. Tomorrow's a new day. And every day, every day. And then hopefully in two weeks you posted it. And if you still haven't, like do something, you know, because otherwise the train is going to go, you know, but just to accept that failure is okay you know and it's like it's like a video game from the start you suck and you die a lot and you have to respawn and and then you get better right and and i feel it's it's the same with this and it's okay if you need to spend a long time just thinking about stuff because it's maybe it's like a bamboo you know first it's just in the ground and then it pops up so like don't don't lose hope but you also kind of have to be honest with yourself and know whether so it's kind of this mix of being gentle and hard on yourself it's like yes understand that it's hard but also don't you know tolerate too much bullshit because then you can live in denial and that's not where you want to be right so for sure so we're coming to the end and i've only got a couple minutes left um one question i'm asking everyone is do you have any suggestions of people i should should reach out to as potential guests for this show yes that that u.s guy um i fuck i forgot his name (laughs) I'll need to remember somehow, but but he's amazing. You know, he's, okay. he's really good. He's doing these mentorships for literally artists like who draw. He's he's amazing, and I think you should you should reach out to some artists. You know that yeah. Like I don't know if you've had them, but yeah, you know, I've some had like, a few. Right, right. So some people that actually make a living. And, and then zero in, you know, and, and, and that, that's going to be awesome. For sure. So then last thing is for, for people listening who've, who've enjoyed your words of wisdom, where can, where can people find you? How can they sort of get connected with you, say, following you? Sure. So on YouTube, there's the channel called Boss Life Hacks, all written together. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Bastian Bellingar. Maybe you can put some links in, in the in the For video. Sure. Uh, and yeah, if you if you like this podcast, send a DM. Say say hi. Say that you liked it, and I'm gonna be that's awesome, dude <laughs> or uh, girl. <laughs> but yeah, eighty percent of YouTube are guys. So let's see. Um, 
thank you sir it's been it's been a real pleasure to have you on i appreciate your time um, it's been fun you know and another fellow ginger that's that's all <laughs> for sure man now i have the moment where i hang up and i get i shit myself because it's like google hangouts recording so, so it looks like it hasn't recorded every time for the first 10 minutes but it will i have confidence good, good peace work. and love brother thank you so much Take care, brother. Bye-bye. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, Angus Boyle, at Angus Boyle on Instagram, artbyangus.com. Get those paintings while you still can. Um, And yeah, fucking hit me up if there's anything you liked about this episode, didn't like. Let me know on Instagram what you you learned uh, or don't. I guess I guess you should send me an email uh, because that would be in keeping with the email-related nature of this episode. Anyway, um, I'm just going to shut up talking now. 